Welcome back to Trip Talk Tech. We got another super dope show lined up for y'all today, continuing our monthly mental health check segment with our honored co-host of the segment. Please help me welcome to the show, my guy, Rashad Bowtie Mills. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Thank you for having me on. Hey, as always, man, thank you, as always, for sharing your time and your wisdom with our audience pro bono. Uh, it's always appreciated, and I acknowledge you, brother, and thank and salute you for that, man. Absolutely. All right, man, but we're we'll we'll we going to keep this segment short. With that being said, we're going to jump right in. So I was doing some research, and I know every time I do research, I call you, you know, you like my lifeboat. Uh, I got the, I got the, the, the talking about uh, looking at sleep and uh, uh, circadian rhythm. I think that's said that right. Circadian rhythm. All right, hold on. Before we go any further, I'll give a disclaimer that this is for informational or educational purposes only. We are not your doctors right now. We're doing this all on the arm. We're having some fun. So. When I did the research on sleep and circadian rhythm, I was blown away how they were saying like one day of lack of sleep can actually just throw you off like mentally for the week. And then they were saying that, um, you know, and I got a little scared because, um, you know, I don't get a lot of sleep. So mm. they said anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep, you should be good. Anything after that, they said leads to about four times the likelihood of you getting depression or anxiety and then they said on top of that the facts state from sleep experts that 65 percent of all americans <laughs> uh go figure don't get enough sleep so does that mean that we all just walking around as uh you know messed up zombies here or <laughs> you know we got, I don't know because see we got this grind 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 mentality so I, I think everybody feels that kind of well not everybody but 65 percent of the people out here feels that lack of sleep and I think with all those facts you know the question is within your practice have you seen kind of that connection between you know sleep depression anxiety have you seen kind of that 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 absolutely know, intersection Absolutely. So this is actually a great time um, for me to be honest, a great topic, right? It's always a great topic talking about sleep mm -hmm. because one of the things that I truly believe that most of us don't get enough quality sleep, right? We, we just don't. And I think it's um, the contributing factors of the following that most of us are in what you said, sort of this grind like mentality, right? Um, we have to grind, 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 grind. That often leads to us um, not placing enough emphasis and priority on what? Sleep. Sleep. So if I am grinding, let's just take a week for an example. Let's take a week that starts on Sunday and ends on Sunday. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm grinding, you know, whatever that looks like. I'm getting up early um, to go to work. If I'm still doing an office or working from home, you know, I have to take, you know, kids to camp, school, whatever that looks like. And I'm just really grinding, right? And I do this all week. And let's say I'm averaging eh, five hours of sleep because I'm in this grind. Some people are actually averaging less sleep than that. And the mm -hmm. mentality is I have to make it, I have to make it, right? Which understandable, everybody has a goal and you know everybody wants to get to quote unquote this next level. Yep. However, what happens is you're grinding throughout the course of this week and then your body now becomes accustomed to operating on less than. And I think 
people don't realize if your body becomes used to operating on less than, then you're deficient in other areas, right? There's going to be a deficiency in certain things, right? Um, I would just say your your natural ability to function. And when I say function, right, um, how you think throughout the course of the week is impacted by sleep, right? We talk about mental health. You talk about anxiety and depression. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people, when they are depressed or they are anxious, one of the questions that mental health therapists like myself will always ask if I'm seeing a new client, there's a depression scale or an anxiety scale. And one of those questions is always going to be surrounded. How much do you sleep? Some people that are depressed, they sleep too much or too little. People that are anxious, maybe they're sleeping too much or too little. Now, for my time being a therapist, I often see that with depression, some people can sleep a lot when they are depressed, but it's not necessarily quality of sleep. It's more of a fatigue that the depression is causing as opposed to just lacking sleep, right? Uh, because somebody that's depressed can sleep for eight hours and still wake up and they're very fatigued. Um, I don't want to use the word fatigue because that's more of with the a little, a little lethargic. And, and and it's funny you say that, and um, because I think in some of the research, it's the difference in the sleep. You have yes REM sleep and non-REM, yes. and that's the rapid eye movement. You know, yep. so I think rapid eye movement, you, you're asleep, but you're not in that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it's actually four different stages of REM. I was actually reading it today. Okay. But Going back to it, so when we talk about depression, somebody can sleep for eight hours a day, but it's not necessarily a sleep that they're going to wake up and feel revived. It's the the mental health part of it that now is affecting the physical part of it, which means, you know what, the mental health is draining on me so much that I'm going to feel fatigue and lethargic throughout the course of a day. Now, anxiety can cause an individual not to sleep. You know, you're really anxious. The mind is racing. You may sleep for a few hours and then you potentially could be up throughout the course of the night. So sleep is very important. So, you know, throughout the course of this week, I'm grinding and it just impacts a bunch. I think that it impacts people more than what they realize, right? Physical health. Some people are exhausted. You you can't get a good workout in. The last thing that you want to do is incorporate physical movement into your, to your day because you're exhausted. If you have kids, your communication with them and how involved you are with them, a wife, kids, that's going to be impacted because you're not operating at the maximum level that you possibly can. Now, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully your listeners can feel this. About two weeks ago, um, I was going through something which I just shared with you before we, we got on air that mm -hmm. has had me really anxious. And I know one night that I literally couldn't sleep. Got up, you know, read the Bible, found myself on the Internet, like went out on my porch. Um, I did everything, but I just couldn't sleep. And that night I know I slept no more than three hours. Okay. So the next day I am dragging throughout the course of the day. So that that's that next day, about seven o'clock, I said, I have to shut it down early. I told my kids I have to shut it down early. The next day I woke up like a completely new person, a completely new person. And I knew why I had quality of sleep. Now, here's the trick. We can't go with on Monday. I sleep four hours and then the hopes on Tuesday that I make it up. Because a lot of people will do that. All right. Well, See, I'm about to say, now, can I do that and, and make Wednesday? Like, no, make no, it, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work because your body is not designed to to operate in a, on a daily with deficit. So it's equivalent of I missed two meals on Monday. Is it okay if I now have five on Tuesday? That's a good no, point. Your, body a good needed that, your body needed that nourishment on Monday. And then Tuesday, it's not that you can make it up with the surplus. 
And so sleep is really, I mean, it's, it's really, really, it's really, really critical. Yeah. So it seems like you, you kind of answered this, I think already. So if eight hours is that ideal time everywhere I read, it's like eight hours a day, ideal anywhere from seven to nine. And then I read exactly what you said. You said that a little too less of sleep can cause, you know, the, the depression or anxiety, but then it says also too much sleep. So now you're in this, this middle ground and have you seen or had issues with your clients where, you know, Hey, you know, the ones that slept a little too longer were more depressive in a depressive state or the ones that couldn't get sleep were more anxious and not, or again, was the depression and anxiety, like the, the catapult? Well, it, the lack of sleep wouldn't lead to depression or anxiety. However, okay, the, the lack of sleep is, it can be a contributing factor. Yes. The lack gotcha. of sleep, it, it contributes. So if a client is diagnosed, you know, with depression, and they are not sleeping, then one of the things, again, they come to me, I'm going to ask, what is your sleeping pattern like? What is your sleeping schedule like? Is it consistent? What's your routine? Because one of the things that we know that if a client is, has depression, anxiety, or any other mental health challenge for that matter, and they're not getting sleep, that lack of sleep only heightens, it only heightens that, that state that they're in. Now, mm -hmm. in quality of sleep can certainly help. Absolutely. If yeah. I am anxious, and I can get quality of sleep as opposed to being anxious and not getting sleep, because if I'm not sleeping, then what's being heightened during that time? The anxiety is probably being heightened during that time. But if I can get sleep, then it, it, it presents itself in a lot in a lot healthier manner. Got you. So in, in the research, uh, Deepak Shapur, I think he, he's like yep. the, 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 the meditation guy. And he said that your body is four times more restorative as far as like you were saying, those functions, I think that just gets restored in your sleep. Um, when we go to sleep at 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. before midnight, right? And he was saying that there's four times more restorative every minute before midnight, I guess, because of the circadian rhythms and all of that. And again, to achieve your eight hours of sleep. Now, my question in that is this, because my son will try to play this game on me. He's the gamer, right? Little young guy. He's a, he's a gamer. He, he wants to get his eight hours of sleep, but he feels like getting in at 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's the same eight hours. He's a slickster. He's a slickster. And, and and I'm just asking, like you were saying, as far as that consistent rhythm of the body and how the body works, is it okay to have sweet sleep hygiene? And again, I know people work at night, so you can't get that perfect 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. like Deepak says all the time. But again, have you seen it any difference with people that has that regimented before 12 a.m. sleep? Maybe better fair enough with depression and anxiety versus the person that has a has a little you know wake up a little later in the, in the mornings and things like that uh i don't i don't know if it would be if the sleep hygiene would help for the mental health illness but i think it's better as it just relates to the sleep now what i mean by that so if an individual still gets eight hours but they go to sleep at 1 a.m and then on the wake up to 9 a.m., does that make the depression or anxiety better or worse? Eh, I don't know, because it's still eight hours of sleep. But I think that having sleep hygiene, when we mean hygiene, I'm talking about like routine, consistency, right? Really paying attention to what works and what doesn't work. I think that's important if you go to sleep at, you know, Anytime. 12, 
you know, 12 p.m. or, you know, 12 a.m. Now, I do think it depends on the individual's lifestyle. If you work at night, you talk about your son, you know, he, he's a gamer. It, it can work differently for different people, but I think the hygiene is very, very important. I don't think that one day, you know, you go to sleep at 9 p.m. on a Monday night, right? Then the next day you go to sleep at 11.30. I think that that gap is different because I think that the body, whatever your routine is, like your body begins to shut down. And your body, let's think about bodies is just like, um, our bodies are machines. Our bodies are machines, and in this this incredible machine that's known as our body, it gets used to certain things. It's habit forming. Our bodies are habitual in nature. They are. It's habit forming, and so I know that before ten o'clock right now, I know my body is shutting down because I've been going to sleep before ten o'clock for a very long time. I know when I was getting up at the crack of dawn, you know, training for these long, outrageous runs. I know that at four o'clock, my body AM was automatically waking up. My body is not that way at 4 AM. My body now is at 6 AM. I'm automatically waking up because why? It's so habit forming. I wake up, you know, kids and start my day. So our bodies are, our bodies are, are just like, they're, it's a machine. It's like, it's computers. Yeah, that's what it is. And so I think the sleep hygiene is, I think the sleep hygiene is, is, is critical. I'm going to be part honest of the with program, you. part of the program, huh? Even trip, even with naps, hmm. I think that your body is, um, it's a part of like hygiene. I know on a fall afternoon when football is on, mm-hmm. I know, I know between two and three, I'm going to, I'm going to be out for 45 minutes. I know it. And I'm going to wake up and catch the fourth quarter of the game. <laughs> it, it's like, it's, it's, it's. I've been doing it for years. I told I told you I figure out who won the game. <laughs> yeah, my body is just it's it's accustomed to it. Now listen, if my Philadelphia Eagles are playing, I'm gonna stay up and watch the whole game. But if somebody else is playing, you you I'm out. Right. You, you taking I'm that you taking that in the mission. It's natural. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. And look, you know, we're about technology here, so um again, I I, I was um, you know, and, and sometimes technology can work for us and sometimes it can be our worst enemy and I, and I know um again I was looking at the um you know again sleep hygiene and we'll go through a couple things to go through at the end here you know some tips and for better sleep but in the sleep hygiene they were talking about blue light emission and how that messes with the melatonin in us that puts us to sleep so again looking at our phone one to two hours before trying to go to sleep or the mm-hmm. tv itself um you know it it, it kind of uh messes uh kind of with us so you know again in your experience have you had to kind of tell people put your phone up an hour before you go to sleep or absolutely absolutely now this is interesting and i'm actually guilty of this one myself and i'm taking myself off of this one i fall i fell asleep with the tv on for years and my my rationale for it is i can i'm still paying attention somewhat of what actually is going on on the, the TV. And it really is true. Like if I fall asleep um, and I fall asleep on a local station and the local news is on, I can wake up and I'll say, oh, did this happen? And it really happened. I mean, it's like I'm somewhat in tune. However, falling asleep with the electronics on, the light from the TV, you know, the, the phone, that's just not healthy. It, it's just not healthy because all of those provide what? It, it stimulates us. It yep. stimulates the mind. And so now the mind is stimulated, but yet it's like I'm turning on the light, but I yet I'm trying to turn off the light at the very same time. 
and it's just it's it's too hard of a a transitional thing to do and so now you know if i fall asleep with the tv on if i wake up an hour later i'm turning the tv off and i notice the quality of the sleep is a lot better here's the here's the catch a lot of people when they wake up we're in a tech savvy world what is the first thing that we do we grab our phones and we're scrolling we're on ig we're on facebook we're you know we're, we're placing things that we don't even buy in our amazon card <laughs> and now guess what and we get to, to this rabbit hole and i know i'm not the only one you know you watch one thing on uh for me i'm i'm a huge nerd i'm a reader right and i see one thing on uh instagram Oh, and then I'm clicking somebody's link, and then I'm reading something, and then I'm watching a connected video, and then I'm on YouTube, and then I'm, you know, I'm actually buying the book. And before I know it, like an hour and a half has passed. And I'm like, wow. And now I'm up. Yeah. It's even harder to fall back to sleep. Yep. I got you, man. Look, you're all over it. Hey, look, we're gonna keep this one short, so we we we'll get out of here right now in a little bit. Um, but um, any final thoughts on sleep? any any final thoughts on sleep and kind of how it ties in or or your experience with it in 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 mental health therapy i would just say that sleep is is very very important and i think we let's say we as a society we have underestimated the importance of sleep probably since the beginning of time and i can personally say from clients that i have worked with in the field of mental health for a while and myself clients have reported a difference when they can actually get consistent quality of sleep and i know on a personal level when i get consistent quality sleep i am a much better person um in in all aspects of my life i'm more in tune with everything that i do throughout the course of that day i am much sharper um cognitively i am better remembering things um so it's just so many things that go along with sleep and i think that people cannot um people cannot continually diminish the importance of sleep and i think we have pushed sleep to the background yeah and we have moved other things up in terms of health but sleep is one of those things it's literally at the forefront it should be you know along with um and i hate to say diet but along with lifestyle they should be at the forefront because they're two mm -hmm. things what that we can control we can control what we sleep we can control what we eat and i think that in terms of our overall health sleep is one of those things that we absolutely have control over um and it's just vital for our lives so like a true champ man and like you said i i think um it doesn't get it's just due and and um i i think you to your point we got to create those conditions for for the sleep so we can have those routines and have a um, healthy sleep hygiene and a couple quick things to try to get there number one like we talked about go to try to get to bed before 10 p.m or again as Rashad said kind of a routine just whatever that routine is try to stick to that routine try to stick with it because um i'm just like Rashad. i'm a nerd we'll, we'll put a circadian uh rhythm wheel up here so you can see at certain times of the day is certain things going on with your body so the more feel you have probably the better number two room temperature you know i was doing some research on that and they were saying that for your room temperature if you are adult make sure your room i know it's a little cold 60 degrees between 60 to 68 degrees fahrenheit for children we'll put it up on here too is anywhere from 68 degrees fahrenheit to 72 degrees fahrenheit um and number three one to two hours before you go to sleep try to cut down the blue light emission 
as Rashad just explained to us, all of those things pretty much just stimulates the melanin process the melanin process that's supposed to calm you down and put you to sleep, that hormone and push you to sleep. The blue light messes with it. Um, I think on iPhone, we can turn that off. Uh, night shift, I think is the setting for that. Um, but it takes it down. I don't know if it goes all the way off. You can also probably get the screen protector, the blue light screen protector. I'll try to find one and put it on the screen and blue blocker glasses. I think you can get them if you must watch TV or if you, I know in our household coming up, it was kind of like what you were saying, Rashad. Like, we just kept the TV on for the boogeyman. But uh, <laughs> if that's one of your cases, you can get some blue blockers so you can get some sleep. And um, I would say just number four, try to do what Rashad and we were just talking about. Try to get a sleep routine. You know, maybe take a journal. Um, you try to figure it out. Like Rashad said, one day he went to bed early and got up. And he did notice a huge difference. So maybe journal your differences to see if you do uh, feel different, feel better, or feel nothing. You know, do the research. Let us know in the comments below. Rashad, you got anything else for him, bro? What you got coming up? You said you got some things coming up. Tell him about the podcast, about the hit. What's going on, man? Oh, man, the podcast first episode will be dropping next month in August. The name of the podcast is Meet Me at Happy Hour. Meet me uh, at happy hour. We know how you do them happy hour Fridays. Yeah, meet me at happy hour. So it's really my my story, and I'll have guests on who have gone through things that you know promoted them to be resilient and overcoming some really adverse conditions. So that's their happy hour. And for those not in the know, obviously, you know, I, I battled with alcoholism for a long time. So this is my happy hour now. Not the happy hour where I was drinking the shots of Henny, but the happy hour where I'm pouring back into the people. And it will be really dedicated to, again, people who have been over, able to overcome some things and how they found their happy hour throughout some really um, traumatic points in their lives. So I'm really excited to have that. And just people follow me on social media, if that's your thing. Rashad Bowtie Mills on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Every day on Facebook and YouTube, I'm dropping a motivational message and then my happy hour messages are every Friday, every Friday. So go check out today's message, um, which was titled Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. See, man, we hook y'all up with therapists and a public speaker all in one breath. And y'all got some more dimes, man. Rashad, appreciate you, brother. As always, like I said, we're going to keep this one short for him. We're going to give him some heat and then get right out of the kitchen. So, man, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me, my good brother. Ready? No, man.